This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. NFL insight coming our way from a guy who's only been covering it for a couple of years, maybe a couple decades. The editor of Pro Football Weekly does sideline work. You hear him on their uh, Monday night broadcasts on the radio for Westwood One, and he is the NFL insider for our sister station in Chicago, 670 The Score. Hub Arcus joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. How you doing, Hub? I'm good, Jody. How are you? Good. Uh, everything happy, healthy out there in the Windy City these days for you and yours? Yeah, everybody's healthy. You know, I can't be happy all the time, but we're doing good. No problem, sir. Uh, Understood. You might not be happy, but there are certain others who are less happy in the National Football League as of right now after the first five weeks of the season, and we will break most of that down here. But since I went to Chicago, let's go there. Bears at 4-1. and one. They bench a quarterback who hadn't lost a game yet. Nick Foles comes off the bench and uh, wins football games for him, including beating Tom Brady, which he's done twice now. How excited, if at all, are they getting about the Bears out there uh, with their 4-1 start? Well, you know, I wouldn't say anybody's excited. As a matter of fact, uh, the, the Wolves are out, so to speak, for general manager Ryan Pace and some for Matt Nagy. The offense has been just awful. Uh, you know, you expected the defense to be very good, a top-five NFL unit. Um, it probably is there statistically. It had not really been dominant until it took Brady apart in the second half Thursday night. Uh, so I think, you know, folks now feeling better about the defense. They still are, are you know, capable of taking over a football game. Um, but, but the offense has issues. And, and uh, actually, head coach Matt Nagy uh, in his press conference Friday morning in his postmortem, as you do every week after the game, was as angry as anybody in Chicago has ever seen him. He said the offense was unacceptable. He said he wouldn't stand for it. Um, he, he, he said it's got to be corrected uh, or there have to be changes. I'm paraphrasing, but that's kind of what he said. So, um, you know, certainly Bears fans, I'm sure, are thrilled to be 4-1 and one right now. It's a great place to be in the NFC. Uh, but there continues to be real concern about where that offense is at. Fair enough. Um, you said uh, it will not be uh... – continued in his vein and uh, veiled threats of uh, making changes and pulling players. If he didn't name them, what do the Bears have up their sleeve as changes they can make? They've already swapped out the quarterback. What else can Nagy do to get the offense improved? Well, that's a great question, Jody. Uh, And he did focus on on details, on on, on coaching them up, on demanding more accountability. Um, you know, realistically, 
they, they've got to change up some of their personnel groupings. They've been playing a lot of two and three tight ends to aid the running game. And the running game was improved the first three weeks, but the last two weeks has been terrible. Now they have played two of the best run defenses in the NFL uh, in Indianapolis and Tampa. So that is part of it. Um, but they've got some youngsters on the offensive line. Uh, uh, you know, they had more opportunities until the news came back. Apparently James Daniels did tear a pectoral muscle uh, Thursday night, the starting left guard. And so now Alex Bars, uh, undrafted rookie Frazier on Notre Dame, uh, will go in for him. He is a guy that they might have tried to challenge left tackle Charles Leno with. They also have uh, Jason Spriggs, a free agent. They signed who'd been the Packers swing tackle until this year. Um, so they could be looking at some changes there. I know that Matt Nagy has talked about getting more playing time for their top draft pick. He was a second rounder, Cole Komet. Uh, at tight end, uh, Anthony Miller, who they traded up to take in the second round two years ago, has shown flashes of brilliance, but terrible inconsistency. And he's been losing snaps to rookie Darnell Mooney and to a lot of the 12 and 13 personnel they were playing. So uh, they'll probably put him on the field some more. And uh, the one to really keep an eye on is they did sign Lamar Miller to the practice squad last week. And, you know, and it, it feels now like uh, they wanted to give him a full week in this little mini buy off the Thursday night game. Uh, but I'd be pretty surprised if he wasn't elevated to the, to, to the regular roster and possibly active in Carolina a week from today. Well, Mark is our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, I want to touch on a couple specific games today. I watched plenty of the Steelers and Eagles and Chase Claypool, kid out of Notre Dame, who I last year said I thought was a first-round draft talent. He was sitting in about the fourth until he went to Indianapolis and uh, opened everybody's eyes, and the Steelers wisely snapped him up in the middle of the second. Only had four touchdowns today. But the guy delivering the ball to him was Ben Roethlisberger, who has come back, and it looks like Father Time has had no effect on him at all. Steelers are out 4-0. and They got a dynamite defense, too, but Ben is triggering the offense perfectly so far. You Did you think Roethlisberger was coming back and going to hit his stride as well as he had to return off the massive injury he had last year? You know, Jody, I, I thought there was a good chance he could come back and play well. Um, you know, he, he may be 38 years old, but it's not like he's an athlete. You want him to run or he's going to be mobile. You know, he's going to stand in the pocket and just try and use that cannon. And, and he's come on. Uh, a little bit each week. It's it's almost ironic that he was crying and moaning early this week that he felt they got the short end of the stick with that game against the Titans canceled last week and their bye being moved up just when they were getting some rhythm. But he sure didn't appear to be out of rhythm today. <laughs> um, and actually what surprised me is, is I expect the Steelers to win these games with defense first, and defense wasn't very good. You know, you expect them to give the Eagles that many points. So, uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't see the formula they used today coming, but I'm not shocked they're four and zero. That's a really good football team when you start breaking down that roster, unit by unit. The Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, went into Kansas City, did something they hadn't done in seven years, which was win. Uh, I know Carr was zero for six attempts to win in Kansas City in his career, and he played well today. Vegas a little bit better than we thought they were. Kansas City not the can't-be-beat team that maybe some people projected. What was your main take out of the Raiders' upset win in KC today? Well, I, you know, listen, the Raiders also had that, a signature win in their home opener in Vegas uh, against the Saints. So they've beaten a couple pretty good teams. Now the Saints aren't playing like it yet, but you know how talented they are. They also have... 
some obvious weaknesses. Uh, and they just made more big plays in the second half today. Clearly, Gruden had them ready. Uh, even though they win today, there's no way I would take them the next nine times they play the Chiefs, looking at the rosters side by side. But they had a good moment today. And I do like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a good NFL quarterback. I don't understand why John Gruden has been seemingly wanting to challenge him and getting you know, even considered moving on from him since he got there. Uh, he clearly has control of that offense. Josh Jacobs is a nice running back. They need work on defense. I, you know, as far as the Chiefs, um, I had my doubts about that defense all along, specifically the run defense. And Jacobs, uh, you know, that's them pretty good today. But they're still the best team in the NFL. I, you know, undefeated just doesn't happen all that often. They'd won what 13 in a row, I think. Uh, you know, it's going to happen at some point. They had an off day today. Uh, Patrick Mahomes made a few uncharacteristic mistakes, few bad throws. Uh, I wouldn't read too much into it. Uh, I don't know that the Raiders are a contender, but but what it does do is leave you with some question marks about that Chiefs run defense uh, when they get in with some of the the better teams, uh, you know, come playoff time. Which you know maybe it is the Steelers. We know they can handle the Ravens. Uh, you know, we'll see how they stack up against the Bills. It'll be interesting. I think the Colts defense could give them uh, a run for their money. And we saw the Chargers play them to a standstill a couple weeks ago. So. Uh, they're the best team in the NFL, but they are not going to run away with this thing, and they're not going to dominate everybody week in, week out. Agreed. Uh, Falcons lose their fifth straight once again. Very poor defensive effort, and it apparently has cost uh, their coach, uh, Coach Quinn, and potentially their general manager their jobs. I hate to see anybody get fired, but uh, I'm not necessarily shedding a tear here because – I actually picked the Falcons to be a playoff contender, and they're terrible. And their defense is specifically terrible, and that's Quinn's side of the ball. Should I be surprised that they decided to make these moves today if they are officially confirmed, which they're being reported everywhere, but the Falcons haven't made it official yet? Or should I be more surprised that it didn't happen earlier to uh, Quinn at all in Atlanta? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that Quinn hung on as long as he did. I thought maybe last week would be it. I, I I'm a little surprised, or will be a little surprised if Tom Dimitrov goes too. I'm, I'm not sure how this is his fault. I, I don't think this is 0 and five talent. You know, I think that's that's why you fire the coach. You know, and, and uh, it is particularly unsettling. Although they do have all kinds of uh, you know general managing and front office experience in that front office besides Dimitrov. Um, but I'm not sure what you gain by making that move after five weeks of the season. Clearly on the coaching front, uh, I think you have to make a change at this point. If nothing else, to, to send a shock to the roster and to the players. Um, I, I just I, I hope that uh, you know Dirk Cutter is not the interim head coach because even though the offense you know started out hot, I, I just don't see Dirk Cutter as head coaching material. I, I don't know what you benefit by, by elevating him to the interim job. So it'll be interesting to see, because uh, I, I do believe, even if it's not official, that Quinn is done. Uh, but we'll see who gets the interim job and what they can do with this roster, because there is some talent on this football team. All right. Matt Rule has gotten his Carolina Panthers sons, Christian McCaffrey, to 3-2. and two, And after an 0-2 start, that's a pretty big jump. I know it's only three weeks, but three weeks can be a lifetime in the NFL. He the best new coach in the NFL so far? Well, through five weeks he is, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how this goes the rest of the way. And and, and obviously he's done a fantastic job so far because that just the opposite of what I just said about the Falcons. Uh, you look at the roster, and and yeah, there's some talent there, but this is not 
a team that you would expect to go out and play with other good teams, and then particularly without McCaffrey. Um, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is doing what they want him to do at quarterback. They haven't exactly got that signature win yet, but nonetheless, for a first-time NFL coach to be 3-2 and two with what was supposed to be a rebuilding team is, is very, very impressive. All right. Call it what you want. Battle for the bottom or tank, uh, tank for Trevor. Giants 0-5, Jets 0-5, Falcons 0-5. And I'm going to put the Jags in there. I know they won week one, but I think they're pretty darn awful at 1-4. and four. Who's the worst team in the National Football League right now? Uh, I think the Jets are the worst team in the National Football League. I, I actually picked them to win that game today only because I know how hard it is to lose five in a row in the NFL, not because I saw anything good happening there, but instead they showed up non-competitive again uh, for the fifth week in a row. I'm not sure that Adam Gase can survive 16 weeks like this, uh, even though they did invest uh, you know, that number one pick in Sam Darnold just a few years ago. He just doesn't look like that player, you know, and, and so I think if they do end up with the top pick, they have to take Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, you turn it around, I think Jacksonville absolutely would too. I think Minshew Mania is fun, but, you know, Gardner Minshew is not the, you know, the prospect or, or likely to be the quarterback that Trevor Lawrence will be. But now if we're talking about Atlanta, um, it gets interesting because is Matt Ryan done? You know, is he close to done? Matt Ryan was playing lights out the first few weeks. So, uh, you know, and I don't think they're the worst team in the league. I, you know, we'll just, again, have to see what this coaching situation is and what the interim coach can get out of them. Uh, but uh, I do think the Jets are the worst team in the league right now. And if they end up with the pick, uh, even though they invested heavily in Darnold a few years ago, I think they have to do it again and take Trevor Lawrence. I was more impressed with the Browns' victory today against the Colts than uh, their previous couple of wins because they beat a legit defense today. I think the Colts' defense is legit, and they moved the ball up and down the field against them, certainly in the first half. Uh, slowed a little in the second half, Baker threw a couple of picks. I think he was actually playing through some pain. I think he took a shot. I saw him grabbing his side a couple times as he went to the sideline. But uh, they did the job both offensively and de- defensively today. That's a really tough division with Baltimore and Pittsburgh in it. But are the Browns, for the first time in a long time, and I know they've teased us before, are they a legit playoff contender in the AFC this year? Well, it's a tough call right now because I, I, I will tell you this. I didn't really take them very seriously at all until today. I, you know, they not only didn't have a signature win, but uh, they beat a couple really bad teams and then say what you will about Dallas, but that defense is awful. Yep. And they still almost let that one get away last week. So uh, I was I, I was kind of expecting the Colts to hand it to them today and then, and, and, you know, put them back to, to normal, if you will. But I, you got to be impressed with what the Browns did today. Now I have to take them very seriously. That said, do I see them beating either Pittsburgh or Baltimore, either in uh, one of those cities or Cleveland? No, I don't. <laughs> so, so they're four and one, and that's probably four more losses right there. Um, now you look around the AFC. You know, you do have the extra wild card this year, so there's going to be three wild card teams. Uh, who is Cleveland competing with? Well, they're competing with the Raiders. Uh, you know, right now it's either the Patriots or the Bills. Um, uh, the Titans are undefeated, depending on how they bounce back. So, um, you know, they're they're in great shape at four and one, uh, but a lot left to prove as, as they continue to get in with some some, some good football teams. And, and I'm not underrating this win today because Indianapolis, I think, is a very good. Actually, Indianapolis is my preseason pick to win the AFC. I think that much of a really? on that team. So. Um, 
Now, I, you know, that, that was just trying to be, you know, a little bit uh, contrarian, if you will, because I'm not picking sure. anybody to win two years in a row. <laughs> you know? um, but that said, um, I think that Indi- Indianapolis defense is really good. I didn't get to see much of that game. I don't know if Darius Leonard was able to go or not. Um, and if he's either not playing or playing hurt, that is a big difference. But still, uh, for them to handle the Browns the way they did, they made Phillip Rivers look bad. Um, you know, I got to give them a lot of credit. Now I'm anxious to see their next couple of games. I think we'll know a lot more in two, three weeks, uh, whether they are legit or not. Agreed on all fronts, as a matter of fact. And I took uh, Baltimore because I wasn't going to pick Kansas City to win it back to back. Same as you, Hub. Um, Dak Prescott, no official word yet on how long he's going to be out. Uh, ankle surgery. They go to a guy who's had NFL success before in Andy Dalton. I thought it was an excellent offseason signing, and now they have to use that insurance policy. Is he going to be good enough to keep this Cowboy offense rolling? Because Dak certainly had it rolling, and they have to because that defense is as bad as it is. Yeah, I just I feel awful for Dak Prescott. They don't pull out the air cast unless it's something serious, you know, and so I, I think it's a safe assumption that he's done this year. Um, and I just hope he makes a complete recovery and comes back healthy. Now, that said, I also think he's one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. I, you know, you go back and look at the, the, the early in the second half of that Browns game before they started the comeback. He had two consecutive awful throws dropped, not, not consecutive passes, but on two possessions uh, in which the, the, the Browns just dropped easy picks that would have given them possession in the red zone, let them put the game away. Uh, they didn't and then didn't score, and it allowed the Cowboys back in. Then he comes back and piles up these big numbers. Uh, you know, you look at some of the, the, the good football this team's played in recent years, and, and when they're winning, it usually is, is as much or more because of Ezekiel Elliott as it is Dak Prescott. So I do think he's a bit overrated. I think the Andy you know, uh, Dalton can certainly make a difference for them. I don't see why the offense should fall off that much. Obviously, Dalton is not as athletic, but he's not a statue in the pocket either. So I think the offense will be fine. The problem is that defense is it's embarrassing, you know, and Jody, I, I, you know, tell me uh, even an average team that they're going to beat with that defense because the Giants are not an average team. And no. you, saw what it, you know, you saw what it took to beat them. So um, I, I think Dalton will be fine, but I don't know that the Cowboys will. Yeah, the uh, Giants aren't in a uh, don't have an offense that's usually capable of putting up 34 points, and they did today. Uh, Cowboys were just good enough to uh, ski, uh, eke it out with a field goal late. All right, last question, and I'm going to ask it very open-ended so you can go any way you want with it. We've been talking about how COVID is affecting the scheduling in the National Football League. Uh, generally, I think the NFL, they're scrambling, but they're doing the best that they can. I'm trying to follow. All right, they're putting this game here, so they're moving that game. I just threw up my hands today and said, well, wake me up when you get it scheduled (laughs) for today and then wake me up tomorrow, and I I just can't keep up with it. So I'm I'm putting a little faith in them that they're doing the best they can. Is my faith warranted? Have they done as best they can, or are they just trying to keep us all on the outside doing a little magic trick of please look over here while I'm doing something else over there? No, Jody, I, I think they're doing the best they can. I think the question is, is it going to be good enough? You know, you know? and um, I mean, there, there's some things I know that there's people are saying, well, you know, now the Titans are going to play Tuesday night and they haven't practiced in two weeks and that's not fair. That's true, but I have no sympathy for the Titans whatsoever Correct. because they created the situation. I mean, you know, they're the only team with an outbreak like this. And so that part of it is tough. That said, 
I don't know how they can let him play Tuesday night after they had another positive test today after they opened the facility yesterday. It, it just that part of it, it defies explanation to me with, you know, what little I know about this virus and, and how you respond to it. I mean, you know, the, the idea is that as long as guys are testing, uh, you know, every day and, and they're testing negative, um, that, that it's safe even if they were exposed to somebody. But everything we're hearing is that that's not true. You, you know, that sometimes it takes a few days for you to test the uh, to test negative. The flip side of it is that we know you can test positive and have them be false positives. So I, I think they're doing the best they can. I, I think considering that they've had no bubbles, uh, I, my hat's off to all these players because, you know, even though we're now starting to see more positive tests, the, 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 the rareness of them and the fact that these players are keeping themselves healthy is very, very impressive. Um, but you're always just, you know, one bad decision away from another team having an outbreak. And the only reason they've been able to juggle this schedule so well so far is, is the only teams that have actually had to either miss games or miss significant time are the Titans and, 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 and the Patriots. But if this happens to another team or two, suddenly the schedule becomes unjuggleable. And then you got a different problem. So I do think they're doing the best they can right now. But I, my fear is that, that we're only five weeks in. They haven't seen the worst of it yet. And we'll see what they can do if they continue to now see an uptick in positive tests. And if baseball is any track record, the Marlins and the Cardinals were the two teams in baseball that we also uh, – if they get the three, they get the four. Well, no, Barrick, so he got the three or four. And the NFL is probably rooting for exactly the same. As always, whenever you come on, either I learn something or I have to rethink something. Thank you very much for uh, putting the host to the test. We'll get you on in a couple of weeks. Appreciate you coming on with me tonight. Always fun with you, Jody. Take care, man. Hub Arkus from uh, Pro Football Weekly, their editor-in-chief, sideline reporter for Westwood One and NFL Insider for 670 The Score in Chicago. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.